Are you sheltering in place? Isolated? Feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Tyson Saner. Saluto, Nastas me, Tyson Saner. I'll be your host this week on episode 238 of Succotash Shut-In, which you are currently listening to. Last week, in episode 237, show creator Mark Hershon had a conversation with returning guest and friend of the show, Chris Mancini. I urge you to check out that conversation. This week, I have a hybrid show of sorts for you. I have a partial chat with none other than actor, songwriter, artist, provocateur, Andy Dick. Full disclosure, we had severe technical difficulties while attempting to record, and he had spent more than an hour the previous night soldiering through similar sound difficulties on our end during an appearance on one of my other soundcasts, Anti-Social Show, which I co-host with Hunter Block, who was a guest on Succotash in Epi 173, Being Social with Hunter Block. Anyway, the audio we recorded that previous night will be featured in the 100th episode of Anti-Social Show, but since that won't be releasing for at least a month, I wanted to follow up with Mr. Dick so that he could tell us about his current project, Tiger Dick. There will be more context for that later. I did say this show is a hybrid, and that is because I've also got three clips for you. I've got clips from Jock Doc Podcast, Battle of the Bald, and Trashy Trashy. There will also be an ad from our longtime fake sponsor, Hedison's Pants, and what will likely be the last reading from TrumpPoetry.com, which is a website that absolutely exists. And there is a doozy capping off the whole ordeal it documents in poetic format, which I will sample for you, as it is too long to be included in its entirety in this episode. But wow, 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 you should check it out. We will begin with the clips. See you on the flip side. First up, Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith from Greetings from the South, is what it says in the description. Longtime listeners of Succotash might recall that Jock Doc Podcast was featured on the program back in Succotash Shut in Epi 223, reviewing some movie review casts from October 6, 2020. They are part of a small group of soundcasters that take the initiative to send us a clip of their show, thus making it easier for us to listen to them, and we did and do appreciate that sort of thing. As they've been very supportive to Succotash in the last six or so months, uh, I thought to myself, yeah, I should probably clip something from them for Succotash. And here it is. For those who have never heard that episode, I will read the description from iTunes. It says, Improvised comedy with the premise of being a medical education podcast. Typical episodes include a medical topic, short sketches, and a strange guest. Listen as DrLondonSmith.com and his producer Cameron... Discuss medical topics with guests that Cameron finds. Not so boring! Exclamation point. So the clip is from a show from January 17th, 2021. Very recent. Um, Core Pulmonale is what it is. It says it's actually slashed with the uh, name of the guest. So it says Core Pulmonale, then slash Dr. Bill Butler East, and then in parentheses featuring Neil Curran. And then listen as Dr. London Smith. Oh, it just repeats the same information. Okay, my bad. Anyway, 
So corpulmonalia is the condition. Now, before the discussion of the titular condition, there's a bit of chat in service of listener feedback, which is the feature of this clip. And later, uh, Cameron tells him that we can expect a special guest, a, f- a physician. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, Dr. London. And so it's, it's a doctor who's come up with a new way to, to, uh, to administer medicine to patients. I'm, you know, we, we're always you know, trying to bring the cutting edge, the new medical news and technology. Yeah. And we're always trying to come up with new medicines. Y- yeah, I mean. As a show. Yes, so, and we aren't usually quite as involved in the clinical research aspect, but sure, we you know any chance to bring in a new way to address uh, these these clinical syndromes is always you know something to look out for. Yeah, you know, before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. I found this note nailed onto a piece of wood that a patient was trying to fend me off with as I was advising him on his diabetes medication regimen. The note reads, quote, How did you get that picture in the cake? Dot, 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 witchcraft. End quote. Uh, so, so first of all, thank you so much for your insightful question here on the Jock Doc podcast. To answer your question, so, so Cameron, I think they may be referring to your preferred method of cutting cakes, which is with a framed picture. Mm. So, I guess this listener's question would be, is witchcraft involved in that process? Well, it's the only way to get a perfect rectangle slice. Yeah, okay. I guess, I guess I'd guess i always kind of been in the other room whenever you do it. So, so you don't just use the, the smaller diameter edge. You use... No, no, no. I'm not cutting it with the corners. I take a small picture frame that doesn't have a picture in it. I put it on the cake, flat side, and then I just push it all the way through. Yeah, and then you eat that, and like you, you sort of... What's left in the middle is a perfectly rectangle slice of cake. And if you've ever watched Chef's Table, or Top Chef, or Chef's Reunion, or The Chef's Zone, or Chef Island, or The Chef Pack, or... Uh, the uh john's uh chef hut i you know i haven't or uh the 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 chef cauldron Mm -hmm. or if you've ever seen um like chefs in the chefs in the jungle then you would know that a perfectly rectangle slice of cake is the ultimate sign of a good chef the how the cake is cut is Mm-hmm. Is what tells. So not the ingredients, not the flavor, not the consistency. No, because presentation tells the audience that I put a lot of work into this, and that I care about the product. I could make the best tasting pancakes in the world, but if I gave it to you and it wasn't in the shape of, let's say, like your favorite character from. <sighs> I don't know, let's say News Radio. Let's say you didn't have a pancake in the shape of Andy Dick from News Radio. Wouldn't that piss you off? And wouldn't that taste awful? I I feel like it's would... presentation is key. Okay, you know, I, I don't watch all these shows, so you know, I maybe I just don't maybe I'm unaware. Uh and if you ever watched the Chef Murderer, you would know that. Yes. Okay. I and once again, you know, I I just this is a different territory. For for me, I'm thinking to myself, 
regardless of the shape, whenever I bite into something, the flavor is, is going to be a big determinant with, you know, to tell me how much I like something or consistency as well. But, but, you know, I'm once again, not a chef. So this, Oh, we've got consistency. You you mean in in terms of shape? No, just in terms of mouthfeel, like the cake is going to feel like a lot going on. Okay. Are you, are you referring to like... We make it bumpy. We make it very lump. I make very lumpy cakes is kind of what I'm trying to get at. Okay. I. Okay, and that's... So whenever this listener was asking about the witchcraft using cakes, mm-hmm. uh, you... But your answer is essentially that you make it really lumpy. Yeah, and then I use the picture frame. Okay. All right, well, now for today's medical topic... Core Pulmonale. You can find Jock Doc Podcast on Twitter at Jock Doc Podcast and on their website at www.jockdocpodcast.com. That is J O C K D O C P O D C A S T dot com. Next up, Battle of the Bald. This is a scripted podcast series by Tyler Eaton. Now, this is the first time that this soundcast has been featured on Succotash, but it is no wonder as it is all extremely new. Its description reads, A six-episode scripted comedy series about a young lab assistant who accidentally invents a permanent cure for hair loss and changes the world. The series was written and produced by Tyler Eaton, and the first two episodes come out Monday, January 11th, with new episodes every Monday through February 8th. It stars Rebecca Usoro, Connor Cacciatolo, Jackie Cation, Eddie Pepitone, Kyle Kinane, Olivia Hill, Shannon D, and more. So this clip is from Episode 1 from January 11th, Lab Rats. In its description, it says, In March of 2018 in Houston, Texas, Sean Applewhite had seemingly found a miraculous cure for hair loss. The resulting product revitalized, skyrocketed him to fame and fortune. But when his fill-in assistant, Francine, stumbled upon a treasure... Dot, dot, dot. My name's Francine Cunningham, independent reporter and former employee of Revitalize. This is Battle of the Bald. Episode 1. Lab Rats. Our story begins in Houston, Texas, birthplace of NASA and Beyonce. Known as the energy capital of the world, it's a city too caught up in commerce to care much about tourism. It's also incredibly humid and floods just about every hurricane season. But it's home. On the outskirts of town laid a little office park that was home to Donovan Research Facilities. Not a fancy place by any means. But in March of 2018, in one of Donovan's cramped, sterile lab rooms, the incredible discovery of what would come to be called Revitalize was about to be made. We've been open a couple of years, and I, I was the manager of the place. This is Charles Donovan. Private research teams would come in and basically rent out the space with whatever grant money they got. Mostly weird shit that didn't go nowhere, to be honest. <sighs> Had a guy that wanted to do brain scans on squirrels. Not sure it would be so interesting about their thoughts. Another team was doing sleep studies, or so they claimed. Pretty sure I heard some hanky-panky going on. But one day, a new team moved in. A mother and son. The world-famous Applewhites. Well, not the time they weren't. This is Sean and Margaret again, talking to Brisket McGraw on, well, howdy, Houston. What was it like in those early days in the laboratory, you guys? Well, obviously, as someone who has experienced hair loss myself, 
I was pretty passionate about finding a solution. But it wasn't just about me. I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into that lab because millions of other men were suffering just like me. Dang. So your brain was just overflowing with innovation in there, huh? I mean, I don't like to brag about myself. That's why I brought my mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, Margaret, what was it like to bear witness to a mind like your son's? In a word, unbelievable. The company had painted Sean as an army of one. A once-in-a-generation level of brilliance. So here's where I come in. I had recently graduated from the University of Houston with a journalism degree. And since I had a mountain of student loans and the job market wasn't exactly booming at the time, I grabbed the first paycheck I could find. I became the receptionist at Revitalize. And the Sean Applewhite that I met in the summer of 2018 was a little different. CEO shit! Attack of the president, guys! He's out of control! Haha, <laughs> you got me. This is the sound of Sean running down the hall with a t-shirt cannon, shooting his employees with free t-shirts that display his own face as they try to get work done. What's up, Cheryl? I happen to notice you don't have an official revitalized ah! t-shirt! <laughs> now you do. Sorry about your coffee. Sean would also hold impromptu dance competitions in the break room, which he called... Twerking hard or hardly twerking? <laughs> twerking hard, sir. a boy, shake that ass, shake that ass. But uh, <clears throat> not in exchange for a raise, because that would be grounds for a lawsuit. Just want to remind everyone once again that this is strictly for fun and exercise. Can I go back to my desk, please? In a minute, Kyle. While I was receptionist at Revitalize... Sean went through probably 12 personal assistants, all women. Many of them quit without notice. Some lasted for a whole month, but by the end of their tenure, without fail, their eyes were empty, their energy stolen away by Sean, the eater of souls. So when Sean needed a fill-in, I was summoned. I was aware of Sean's reputation for being a prick. So I was a little surprised when I went into his office and found his shelf lined with books by writers like Gia Tolentino, Roxane Gay, and Zadie Smith. I was surprised to find books, period. He had a Banksy on the wall of Mickey Mouse strangling the Statue of Liberty. He had photos with Marie Kondo and Megan Rapinoe. Everything was woke to a T. So precisely tuned to latest and greatest open-minded white guyness. And yet... Hey, new assistant. Daphne, I think. This was a voicemail that was waiting for me when I arrived at the assistant's desk outside Sean's office for the first time. Sorry I'm breathing like this. I'm just shredding some tread. Prepping for a half mare. Anyway, I'm a celebrity judge at this wet t-shirt competition tonight. I think it's part of the free the nipple movement or something. So I basically just need my tux picked up like ten minutes ago. Make sure both the tux and the pip extra are waiting for me when I get to the office. Oh, also, if you can hit up my storage locker on the west side and pull out a box labeled Fancy Crap, I've got a cummerbund in there that's going to fully complete my get-up tonight. I'll go back with more stuff as needed. Oh, also, I'm going to need you to get me out of a couple traffic tickets pronto. A series of sticky notes were my only welcome to my new temporary position. 
The first one said, Welcome to hell. The next one said, The password for everything is Fuck My Life 1992. This is how I gained access to Sean Applewhite's inner life. Because not only was his assistant responsible for his PIP extras and his dry cleaning and a never-ending email inbox of interview requests, the assistant also had access to his Cloudbox account, where all of his personal media was stored. This is where I stumbled upon a folder of audio files labeled Boring Documents. Now there is a tylereaton.net, and that is T-Y-L-E-R-E-A-T-O-N.net, uh, which you could find the Battle of the Bald podcast at, and although I could not find Tyler Eaton on Twitter, uh, Battle of the Bald is on Twitter, and Instagram, both at B-A-T-T-L-E-O-F-T-H-E-B-A-L-D. Hello, friends. It's the summertime, and the weather is fine. And if you're like most folks, you've been packing on the pounds. And why not? Beer, chips, summer cookouts, more beer, ice cream, deep-fried Twinkies with bacon. Yum, yum. If you're starting to blow up like the Michelin Man, and self-control over what you shove down your neck is just a distant memory, it could be time to tug your way into a pair of Henderson's patented pain pants. Designed to fit no matter how chunky you may be, these amazingly well-engineered trousers are constructed to pull and tug and reel in all of that excess you with a few simple yanks and your instantly summertime svelte. Henderson's pain pants don't actually help you lose weight, of course. It's all just a delightful illusion. <laughs> like so much of life, a painful, delightful illusion. Those straps tend to cut deeply into your fatty tissues, and there's a real danger of cutting off circulation to some, if not all, of your extremities. But until that happens, damn, you'll look good. Originally designed for Orson Welles, Kirstie Alley, and the Beer Barrel Brothers of Baltimore, Henderson's pain pants are temporarily unavailable, awaiting safety certification by the American Medical Association. But they're available for pre-order right now, wherever merchants have a loose sense of doing the right thing. That's Henderson's, makers of torturous trousers since 1923, and now back to Succotash. This episode of Succotash is sponsored in part by TrumPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumPoetry.com. Yes, TrumPoetry.com. What can I say about this excellent website? There's so much creativity that goes into this particular brand of dramatic, comedic, uh, political humor slash tragedy that it boggles my mind. Although I have been more of a poet in the past, and I do understand the kind of mindset one can get into, or at least I can get into, when I'm writing, it is very difficult for me to imagine doing that every day with the same topic, 
being as topical as it has been um, for four years. It's, again, mind-boggling. So anyway, the final entry I will read a part of. It is, I don't want to say a parody, I would say an homage of Allen Ginsberg's Howl. And this is called, in parentheses, My. It says, My Howl. And it is for Allen Ginsberg. So here, from part one, I will attempt to... Well, I will attempt to read this. I mean, I can read, but wow. Okay. I saw the worst minds of my generation. A plague of madness, soul-starved and naked depravity. Dragging Negroes through the street at midnight, this angry system begging for a fix. Angels of Armageddon burning for the ancient prophecy, disconnected from the starry dynamo in twisted machinery of eternal night who with wealth beyond imagination watched impoverished humanity smolder from the echoed marbled darkness of gated seclusion hovering over once city remnants contemplating nil, who paired young brains through dense fences of hell and padlocked doors scarring blank slates forever starved for illumination, who brought out universities with cool venture capital fortunes and hallucinatory self-importance while graduating tragic scholars of staggering debt, who were purged from the cloud for live-streaming the obscenity of their hate through small shattered screens, who slashed away at long ragged snakes of tattered clothing, burning money on porous steel dreams, wasting caged lives to the terror at the wall, who busted heads in public in silent descent in anonymous white vans from Portland to Chicago to New York, who ate junk food in oval offices or drank bleach in churches, death or purgatoried their lungs in unmasked bars night after night, with thoughts, with prayers, with hollow promises, false claims, diet cokes, and endless lies. Incomprehensible blind tweets shuddering loud and light in the mind leaping towards poles. In Mar-a-Lago and Fantasyland illuminating the subconscious underworld of times past. Oxycontin realities and backwood bleak economies, drunken dons and tented storefronts, joyriding limousines, playing let's make a deal in the flickering American winter, warring past long lives and lost minds who chained themselves to cardboard profits for a four-year descent into promised land mirages, scattering blame among innocents, until the noise of collapse brought them down, betrayed, butthurt, and broken, railing at their own images, reflected in the shattered mirrors of now, who sank to knees of worship for the narrow-minded god of their own creation, sitting at the right hand of the false prophet profiteering and listening to devout crackpots speaking in forked tongues, who spewed continuously in 140 characters from toilet to table to desk to toilet to table to desk to toilet to bed and toilet again, a tragic gaggle of pundit commentators jumping through hoops, lowering their ever-lowering bar even lower, beneath dignity, beneath decency, beneath truth, accusing, blaming, insulting, mocking, threatening, alluding to false facts and fantasies, delivering crotch kicks and backstamps to victims, moralists, and vets, with intellects exchanged for total loyalty and pardons granted to bagmen and butchers, the meat of the former favored cast to the curb, who descended the golden escalator of destiny to leave a trail of 16 white elephants picture postcards of Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, envying the Korean rocket man, the Russian mob boss, the Turkish strongman, the Philippine enforcer, the Brazilian fire starter, the cruel Israeli landlord, and the Chinese president for life, who wandered from dressing room to dressing room of beauty pageants of America, wondering what pussy to grab next, leaving no trace of heart, who cut deals in golf carts, golf carts, golf carts, racketeering, walrus, mulligans, in lonesome foursomes with fair-weather friends, who studied Mussolini von Mises' Ayn Rand prosperity theology and satanic pregnancies, but preached to TikTok empty seats in Tulsa. Okay. All right, I've got to stop here. So, yeah, there's more. Uh, there's a, This is all from Section 1. There's a Section 2 and a Section 3 and then an epilogue. I invite you to check it all out. It is a, an amazing feat of creativity. It is the crowning achievement of what is already a mammoth undertaking. Right? Right. 
Our third and final entry in our clip section tonight is Trashy Trashy. This soundcast was previously featured in Suckatash Shut-In episode 216, Clipping the COVID Blues Away from August of 2020. And Cassandra Cardenas was recently a guest during this past holiday season in Epi 234, Chris Messin with Cassandra Cardenas. Its description says a podcast for garbage people. We cover trashy news stories hosted by Cassandra Cardenas and Erica Curry. Now, I listen to every episode. This clip is from January 25th of 2021. It is from episode 29. The episode is called Open the Floodgates. So this clip has been chosen to provide a bit more context for the bit of chat with Andy Dick that follows it. A full list of Donald Trump's last-minute pardons and commuted sentences is available on NBCNews.com. But some of the highlights from those would be Kodak Black, Desiree Perez, who was arrested in 1994 for drug possession. And in 2019, she was named CEO of Rock Nation, the entertainment company founded by rapper turned mogul Jay-Z. Mm, Roger Stone. Roger Stone was was uh, pardoned. Steve Bannon was pardoned. And you know who wasn't pardoned? Oh, who? You know who was ready and had a limo to pick him up from prison? Oh, no. And he didn't get pardoned. Who? Joe Exotic, the Tiger King himself. Oh, good. Trump did one thing correct. With his final hours as one of the most demonstrably worst leaders in the country's history, Donald Trump issued 143 pardons and commutations. Commutations? Commutations. I don't even know what the fuck a commutation is, but a commutation definition is the action or process of commuting a judicial sentence. So I imagine that means get, oh, oh, it means that your felonies get turned into misdemeanors. Mm, see, that's some good ass journalism we just did. That's some good ass journalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hmm? see the Tiger King limo? Yeah, I did. It was pathetic. It was like a an extended cab truck limo. Yeah. We'll post a photo on our social media. Yeah. So despite months of pleading and lobbying and even hiring the limo to pick him up, Joe Exotic of Netflix Tire Kings did not make the cut. Man, 143 pardons and you couldn't get on that list. <laughs> the man um, born Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage is in the midst of a 22-year-long sentence for participating in the murder-for-hire plot to kill Carol Baskins the rival owner of Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. Not only did the scheme fail, but in a turn of fate, Baskins has since been granted ownership of Exotic's former zoo. So That I did not know. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, Baskins got it all. Well, I mean, she because she sued him for a bunch of shit, and like he didn't have anything to give her, so she came for everything. And I don't really blame her, because he literally would f- fucking create YouTube videos about wanting to stab her and punch her in the face. Man, I had problems with Tiger King. Not the docu-series, but, like, people's reaction to it. Like, everyone hated Carol Baskin, which, yeah, like, she probably killed her husband. But not enough was said about, like, the, like, insane, like, toxic abuse. Joe Exotic deserves to be in jail for as long as he is in jail for. Like, he threatened to kill this woman who was his competitor. He, you know, kept young men addicted to drugs in order to you know have them be his like husbands or whatever like men that claimed later that they weren't gay which maybe they were bisexual or something but like they were being kept addicted to drugs mm-hmm. you know and yeah, the, in, the influence was was heavy yeah he would like had this like weird animal zoo with tigers that like weren't 
being cared for properly. He fed humans like expired Walmart meat. I mean, fuck this guy. I literally, he became a cult celebrity because of the Tiger King series. And like, it definitely was crazy to watch. But like, anyone who's like, oh, like finds him like somewhat amusing and doesn't also like simultaneously think about what a shitty person he is. You got to. He did not deserve to get out of jail. No, neither did Roger Stone, but... Oh my God, holy fucking shit. He is not the worst of all the people that Trump, you know, was looking at pardoning or did pardon. Trust me. I would... <laughs> I I don't think either of them deserve a pardon, but like, I really don't fucking like Joe Exotic. I, I'm so conflicted. I, I hate, I hate Joe Exotic. Everything you said is correct. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, he's just a good old boy. You love like, mess. <laughs> I love mess. I love mess. And there's that little part of me that's like, well, he didn't do anything that bad. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. He fully did. He deserves to be in jail. You should never threaten another human being's life. You should never mistreat people. You should never, you know, influence people with drugs. And I, mean, I, I get it. I'm on your side. <laughs> but there's I like a part mess. of me. That loves mess. You know what? That's that's what people come for. They come for, you know, you and I having different opinions. Isn't that what America is? I mean, honestly, we're patriots. Yeah. We yeah. But not like not like the scary kind that aren't actually patriots. So we're like real patriots. All right. So you can find Cass Cardenas on Twitter at C A S S C A R D E N E S. You can find Erica Curry on Twitter at Gilly Gal, that is lowercase G I L L. Y-G-A-L and you can find Trashy Trashy Podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod that is T-R-A-S-H-Y twice and then P-O-D on Twitter and uh, they are on Linktree so if you put Trashy Podcast if you go I don't I don't know it looks like Linktree I think that's what it is it's just weird because it's Linktra and then a dot E-E so anyway L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash and then capital T for Trashy uh, R-A-S-H, which is Rashi, and then podcast um, all together. Anyway, without further ado, but with some additional explanations thrown in here and there, I present to you most of my conversation with Andy Dick the night after he recorded with us over at Andy Social Show. It should be pointed out that there was a person there called Travis Mason that I could occasionally see, and you will hear me say hello to them at one point. When Mr. Dick first joined me on Skype, he noticed the ornate background I was using. Where are you? Hi. That's the... That's a green. It looks like an, uh, no, no. There you go. You can have. A, there's a better look at it. That's, that's a green. You like the background? Gods or kings, only man. That is green. That's like a projection, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not real. It's it's from um it's from a game called Bioshock that came out uh, a few years back. Uh, how long did we go last night? I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of at least an hour, fifteen minutes. Okay, can we do it a little quicker tonight? Absolutely. I, like that was that's long. I and I appreciate it greatly. That was uh, awesome. We're start. Uh, with the song. Pardon? We're gonna start with a song for you. What's the show called? It is called Succotash Shut In. It's called what? <laughs> Shut In. You remember? You remember Sylvester the the cat? I certainly do. Oh, are you asking him? Sorry. The bird, the yellow bird. The cat that chased him yeah. around was called Sylvester, right? Absolutely. Right? 
and he used to say, suffer in succotash. Succotash, that's right. Yes, he did. Suffer in succotash. Suffer in succotash. Yeah, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? Well, um, first, let me welcome you to Succotash Shed In, and this has been a long time coming. <laughs> I appreciate it a great deal. Um, hello. At various points here, Andy is also addressing Travis Mason. I hope you will just try your best to follow for the most part. And um, so on Succotash Shut In, what we do is we take clips of other people's uh, podcasts or soundcasts, as we used to call them and still do. Uh, and we feature them kind of like a uh, Whitman, sam Whitman sampler or tasting plate. So like we give people ideas of podcasts to listen to if they're in the mood to uh if they if they want if they don't know where to start basically and usually we focus around comedy or comedy adjacent ones but uh, for Succotash shut in there is also a format where it's chats where we talk to people who are comedy people or comedy adjacent or, or podcasters or both or um, in case like we're fans of them uh, we'd like to get them on the show and talk to them for a little bit about anything they'd like to talk about and that is why I have asked you to be here tonight, and I appreciate it. Where am I looking? I'm looking over here. There we go. Hi. Totally get it. Awesome. Um, current guitar player that I'm trying to work with. Song because I was writing the trick, but then he's high now. So I'm not high. Um, I I hate to tell you this, but the sound is is cutting out really badly. Are you able to hear? me without any interruptions yeah i hear it okay. it might be better now when there's no guitar is oh, that better you know yeah it might be it might be a trade-off like it's trying to hear songs far or song sounds far away and close and it might be canceling yeah. each other out yes. it is that okay yeah but when when i want then or sit next to me yeah yeah if you guys were in the same area that would uh that might work out better oh hey you got your slide whistle he doesn't understand that's what i was saying if you're in the same area you understand the computer is possible to be with so what did you want to talk about with uh the comedy stuff do you understand do you understand that if you're next to me the computer doesn't fight here's somebody far away and me right here but if you're right here we're, we're both right here yeah. He doesn't understand, I guess. And I'm more comfortable if you're there. What did you want to talk about? Well, I understand that you've got this project called Tiger Dick in the works, and uh, uh, if you wanted to talk more about that, um, I would love to to let you do that. You can hear me. I could hear you say you can hear I me. Remember, mm -hmm. I remember yesterday, today you told me that yesterday's podcast, you couldn't hear me talk about Tiger Dick. A lot so of it, yeah, yeah. Um, a very strange Andy Kaufman-esque version of me. So when the Tiger King came out, mm -hmm. my friend watched it, and then they said to me, Andy, oh, my God, you have to see this Joe Exotic guy because you are him. Oh, that's funny. I didn't care or want to watch it, but I watched it. And uh oh, sounds going away. I heard you say when I watched it, and then What's nothing. That loud noise? Is your mom vacuuming in the background? It's not coming from here. Not coming from here. I hear a what sounds like a vacuum. Oh. 
know. You know what? It might be the uh, fan that the computer uh, has. Take your off and listen to what. Take your headphones off and oh. listen to whatever's happening in your room. No, it's you know what it is. It's a laptop fan. It's coming from behind the laptop. But uh, I hope that's not too loud. I'll be using. Sorry. See now here, I've made a mistake. I incorrectly identified the problem as being my laptop. A uh, hard drive fan making too much noise, but that wasn't actually what the issue was. Apparently, because I was on speakerphone, uh, feedback had begun to occur to the level that it was now distracting from the interview. I only realized this a day or so later as I reflected on other recordings from the past that had similar technical issue. Anyway, we tried to carry on. Turn the fan off. Oh no, no, it's not like a, it's not like a literal like oscillating fan. It's like built in to cool the laptop. It's, 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 it's. And you're using the laptop right now. Currently, yeah, I'm currently using the laptop. What is it? PC. Uh, it is a, it is a Lenovo. It is literally a lap, a laptop, a lap talk, a lap talk. It's a, it's a lap, it's a lesa opsataka. It's made of, it's made of yucky. It sounds like it was built in 1999, and it's almost like they duct taped a fan to the back. Oh yeah, I mean, I have to go when I fix it. I have to actually grab the cord and it goes, and then it fucking computer like it, it's literally it's going. It's worse than my guitar player playing. Wow, I mean, it's actually not that loud here. It's just amazing. There's actually more of this. In retrospect, I probably shouldn't have yes-ended uh, with the idea that my computer started like a lawnmower. I was trying to keep it light, but I think it added to the confusion. Anyway, it looked like we were going to need to wrap things up prematurely, but then the sound seemed to fix itself briefly as Travis Mason prepared to play guitar and sing. Please, don't. I can hear you. Yeah, what'd you do? Oh, I, I might have prayed a little bit. No, I didn't. So... So, uh, ooh, go ahead. Think one of your songs with your voice. Uh, lots of uh, random guitar playing and discussion on their end followed. None of it was legible or ear legible. I don't know how that works. Uh, for an audio only sound, and then move closer. Move closer. Oh, there you go. You get the idea. What I could hear of the song was lovely. The recording was not. It's now. Very nice. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch his name. Uh, Travis. Travis. What's the um Instagram? Travis Mason official. M A S O N official. Okay. Cool. He is. He's the official. Official Travis Mason. He's so fucking good, dude. Yeah, that's Absolutely. what I heard of it was awesome. It. it, it he's I, got hundreds of them. Oh no, no, no worries at all. Travis Mason, official. You need to fix your technology, dude, and then we can. I'll do another podcast for you. But this one, it's that that noise. It's it's bugging me. It it seems to be. I I, it's it's strange how um 
how little noise is coming from, like, I don't know why it's going from being so silent in the actual computer to being so loud in the microphone when the microphone's up you here. You know what it could be? What's that? The thing that you're projecting in the back. Maybe it's the projector fan. Oh, okay. Well, let's see if I can take the projector off. Turn it off. Yeah, let's see what you can do. There's the... Let's see if that... Can you pick that Anyways... Yeah. Call me and some other time. This one, this one, this one's done. I hope. Could you hear him at least? I could. I, I almost feel like I should perform something for you, but I appreciate you uh, being here for. Uh, uh, you music? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I I do also. I also play guitar, and well, I, I also do uh, multi instrumental comp compositions. Uh, it's uh, a lot of electronic music. Yeah. And... So, anyways, I want to say bye to him. Okay. Yeah. But did you turn off the projector yet? No, I still see the thing. No, I, I, it's in my settings, which uh, I think I can actually. Okay, where are my settings? Uh, oh, there we go. Well, let's see if I can turn that off. Will that work? Appearance? No, it's not it. Audio, video. Okay. No background. Hey. All right. I bet it didn't help. But let's give it a shot. Where are we at? No, there's just some weird. Maybe it's just a bad connection, dude. That's 100% possible. And we'll just let it go there. I profusely apologized and fanboyed for about a minute more. But it was still very nice to chat with Andy Dick. Take my word for it. And here we are again at the end of another episode. This one was pretty fun to put together. This episode is being written and assembled at the end of the crazy month of January 2021. It's being released in early February, and I don't know if there is a release date for Tiger Dick yet, but you can keep watching Andy Dick's Twitter at Andy Dick, A-N-D-Y-D-I-C-K. And you can go to andydick.com, spelled the same way, for updates, presumably, and all things Andy Dick uh, that are on the website. We have a website, too, where you can find what is somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 years' worth of shows taking you through the various iterations of Succotash as it brought you a relatively small portion of the ongoing history of soundcasting. Next week, join Mark Hirshon for Epi 239. I'm sure he will have something worth your while. We appreciate you. We appreciate your listening and your support over the years. If you wouldn't mind reviewing us for iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever one can review soundcasts, we would really appreciate it a great deal. Aside from showing us you love us by telling people about us, it's one of the other things that really helps us get to more ears in the coming years. So thank you, my thanks to Andy Dick, Mark Hirsch, Sean, Joe Paulino, Bill Haywood, Kenny Jurgis, Scott Carby. I'll talk at you in two weeks. Be decent to each other, and please, pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. 
You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. The you can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Succotash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.